0: Hi, I'm Brian Grant, and you're listening to On Time, the Brian Grant Foundation podcast about living with Parkinson's. If you want to know more about Brian Grant Foundation, go to BrianGrant.org.
1: Hi, this is Katrina Call, Executive Director of the Brian Grant Foundation. Thank you for listening to our podcast, which is one of our many programs to help empower people impacted by Parkinson's disease to lead active and fulfilling lives. Our programs are possible because of the generous support of our donors. Please consider helping us continue this work by making a donation at briangrant.org. Thanks again for listening. Parkinson's disease is a complex neurological condition that goes beyond its widely recognized impact on movement. From tremors and slowness to changes in sense of smell and taste, those living with Parkinson's face several hurdles when it comes to eating. I'm Amber Hesford, your host for the series of On Time, a Parkinson's podcast. A little bit about me, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2018 and involved with the Brian Grant Foundation since they recruited me to join on their Portland to Coast Relay team in 2022. I'm a full-time content creator with over 90,000 followers on TikTok at notthefakeamber.com, but also a single mom with a full-time job as a credit union manager. So get ready, grab your favorite snack, because in this episode, I'm speaking with Brian Grant about eating. Hi, Brian.
0: Hey. Hey. How are you doing, Amber?
1: Not too bad. Shaky.
0: Me too. <laughs> we're on the same wavelength.
1: Yeah, we are. So we're talking about eating. No problem, right? Discussing how Parkinson's has affected how or what you eat. So has Parkinson's disease affected your appetite or your ability to enjoy tastes of food?
0: I will jokingly say I wish it had because I can still eat anything that I used to eat when I shouldn't be eating some of the things that I do eat. Same. You know, I know some people who have lost you know, sense of smell and taste, and that's got to be tough, especially for somebody like me, and I love food.
1: I know that a lot of people talk about phantom smells, and I get them, but mine are always sweet-smelling, so it doesn't curb my appetite any. And I kind of wish that I'd have some of those nasty phantom smells so I could lose a couple pounds, but that's not the case for me.
0: Well, I tell you what, we just have to stay on the grind. <laughs> Stay Stick with it.
1: Are there any foods that you find particularly difficult to eat because of your symptoms? And what do you do to manage it, if so?
0: The only real problem that I've had with food, besides, you know, eating like a McDonald's or something like that, is uh, heavy meats like steak or sometimes chicken and or ribs, things like that. And I find that I have a problem with it because I probably chew my food with three or four chews before I swallow it and so now I got this big lump of meat going down my throat and sometimes it'll go down quickly and other times it's it's really slow and that can be scary because you're sitting here like I'm going to have to you know especially if you're by yourself and there's no one there to help you
1: I've had issues with pasta where half of it will go down my throat and the other half is stuck in my mouth and I'm like trying to like pull it out and it's real sexy to watch me eat <laughs>
0: I've had that happen before, too.
1: I think that my biggest issue is I'm Hispanic, so we eat rice and beans constantly and try to eat rice with the fork.
0: Try to eat anything with a fork. I mean, I tell you, I'm right there with you. It's I was eating some rice and uh, scrambled egg whites. And, you know, I kind of told myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And finally, I just said, forget it and just started eating with my hand because I could not keep anything on the fork. Or spoon.
1: Yep, you get like. I guess that's how you could lose weight, right? Just eat what you can actually make into your mouth with the fork.
0: No, that's called starving. <laughs> I'd be starving. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would lose some weight though, but you're. You know, it's, it's not just with a fork or spoon. I don't drink as much coffee anymore because I can't make it from the coffee maker to the couch, to my favorite spot without shaking half of it.
1: Yeah, I have the same issue. Well. Carrying it from the break room at work to my office, not fun. it just make a mess all over the place, so unless there's lids involved.
0: It, well, it, it's done one thing for me that's positive, and that is I ask for help now. Whereas I used to be like, I got it, and i get there, and all of it was gone except for a little bit in the corner. Had to go back, try it again. I don't, you know, when I'm with family and friends, and we're going somewhere, and we purchase you know sodas or anything. They'll start to take out, hey oh, 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 need a little help here. You know? Whereas before I didn't really want I didn't want the help.
1: I'll tell them I'll carry it if you want flat sodas. Shake all all the carbonation.
0: Everything. I, I usually lose the whole thing by the time I get to the to the table.
1: It's hard to ask for help though. I know you mentioned a little bit but about having issues with chewing and swallowing food. How does that make you feel i know we touched on it a little bit but you have any more that
0: Uh, just um it it makes me be mindful of when i eat you know i need to slow down anyway i've I've needed to slow down for years but now i need to slow down because i if i don't stop and chew my food and take my time wrench it down a little water i could potentially be putting myself in a situation That I don't want to be in trying to get this lump of meat out of my throat.
1: So I know we talked about it with food, but my biggest issue is choking on my own saliva. I don't even have to be eating anything or drinking anything. I catch myself choking more when it's just, I was swallowed wrong. Do you have that issue?
0: Yeah, I call that it went down the wrong pipe. You know, I'll be sitting there watching a football game or hanging out with one of my kids. And I just, you know, that like you, you know, swallowed a bunch of water or something, but it's actually the saliva that slid down, you know, that was able to get down into my lungs, and so yeah, that happens. That definitely happens.
1: Good way to get the tremors going, right?
0: You, you know what? Damn near anything gets my tremor going these days, but that in particular, yeah, you know, it's like you do it, and if I would get it to the point where I need a little help. It's like how are you gonna help me because now I'm all over the place. Yep. Yeah, so I, I, I relate.
1: Are there any foods you completely avoid because they're too hard to eat?
0: I can't say that there is because if it's something that I really like, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way I'm gonna find a way to get it to my stomach.
1: Commitment. Yes
0: yeah, it I'm committed to getting this lemon meringue pie or my mom's tuna casserole. To my mouth and to the stomach.
1: I haven't eaten today, so you're making me hungry.
0: I haven't eaten either. Here's a breakfast of champions, but a thing of water.
1: Uh, at, at least uh, I'm doing coffee, but uh, caffeine's also fun.
0: I purposely didn't drink my cup of coffee because I knew we were going to be filming. Now, if I didn't drink a cup of coffee, you know, my meds are non existent.
1: Yeah. It's fun. Do you experience any difficulties cooking or preparing meals? And have you found ways to work around those difficulties?
0: Not really. I, I'm I'm not a big chef anyway, but I, I am a barbecue guy. So definitely don't want to make too many mistakes when near, you're near a grill. But other than just, you know, rigidity setting in from doing this for too long, I I really don't have any any problems preparing food. Now, if I was the one that had to cut the carrots and do all that, I'd cut my finger off. You know, it'd be gone.
1: So I always say that my biggest problem, because I don't cook either at all, is double-clicking on DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever when I'm ordering food or clicking on the wrong item. The other day, I accidentally ordered a tuna sandwich with, like, sweet onion teriyaki sauce when I meant to order mayonnaise. It was not a... I did not eat that day.
0: I tell you what, the, all those those new sites I thought were like a blessing, but it's like a curse. You know, it's like sitting around. There's nothing in the pantry. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank on what it is. Uh, Uber eats. Uber eats. That, that's the man. That's the worst thing that could ever be created because it's just a th- couple touches. Put your phone down. Twenty minutes at the door. And, and that's so-
1: how I got my coffee this morning. And then with DoorDash, they actually make it to where you can, like, double up on order. So you can order from one restaurant and then there's no charge to order from another. So I'm like, oh, well, might as well get ice cream now, too. Feeding my addiction to food.
0: So I ordered some ribs, right? I, I put my order in. I'm so used to just going, no, no, no. Thin. And so I kind of did that. when I And When they got here, I looked at the slip. It's like, what the? They gave me two orders of ribs and all the sides. And so now I'm sitting here with these two big slabs of ribs and all these baked (laughs) beans and macaroni and cheese. And, I mean, it's not like I can call them and be like, "Uh, you made a mistake.
1: Because it's us that makes the mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was fully prepared to yell at them about the sweet onion teriyaki sauce on my uh, tuna sandwich. It was me. It was Parkinson's. Clicking on that for me. Wanted to make sure that I didn't eat that day. So what about, I know that we don't cook, but you say you grill. But how does that impact you with fatigue? Because I'm, even if I could cook in an imaginary world, I'm too tired to do anything when I get home. Besides pick up DoorDash.
0: I usually grill when there's people that come over like, my, my my older kids, my buddies, and friends. So what I usually do is I, if I think they're coming through around 4 o'clock, I'll start cooking at like 3.55 to where the grill's just now getting <laughs> hot. And the first buddy that shows up, I'm like, hey, man, you going to help me with this grill today? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I'll take it over. And we have a great day.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Now we know how I can cook. I'll just invite people over and see if they can take over for me. What are go-to foods you love or anything that's just easier to eat than others?
0: My go-to food these days are brown rice and egg whites. And
1: that's healthy.
0: It's healthy, but I can't eat it for you know, three times in it one day. I need something. I gotta mix it up with a salad or things like that. And then to go back to what we were talking about earlier, Uber Eats. You know, if if I can't if I can't figure out what I want to cook in my pantry, go right to Uber Eats and then I'm flipping through there, and even that can be a test because, like you said, you, your hand jerks and all of a sudden you highlight extra cream or whatever, and it gets in. You are like, I didn't. oh Yeah, I did hit it because I don't, I don't, I don't stop to check the order anymore. It's like, let's go. Come on, let's get here with the food. Stomach.
1: <laughs> yep, I'm hungry now. So one of the things I had talked about with Katrina is, you know, we went to the World Parkinson's Congress, and for an organization that is centered around people with Parkinson's, I thought it was interesting that they had like standing room only tables. So they give you these box lunches, and then you don't have anywhere to sit and eat them. And I can't, me personally, I can't stand and eat because the food wouldn't last on my plate for five seconds. And I saw at one point she asked if you wanted a plate and you had told her, no, do you avoid eating in situations like that? Or is it the anxiety? Because I get too overwhelmed or overstimulated to even eat at stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the anxiety definitely kicks in, but it's also me recognizing that if I take this plate of food, I definitely got to find some place where I can sit down where I can pull it close. And if I'm depending on how shaky I am, I have to be prepared to use my hands to eat it. And, you know, I used to be really crazy about that. Like I'm not doing that now. I'm like, man, I'm hungry mm. <laughs> mm, carrots are good. So yeah, I just, I'll, I'll now since I've been dealing with this almost 14, 15 years, you know, I, some things I'm, I'm I'm finally doing what Michael J. Fox told me to do, and that is to lose the vanity, lose the vanity. And I'm starting to. It, it, I wish I'd have listened to him way back then, but it's taken me that this long to kind of strip away and realize, even if there are people out there that look at you and oh, he must be drunk or he, whatever, you know, people want have opinions whether you have Parkinson's or not, and so. I got to do whatever I have to do to help me get through the moments in a day. Certain moments are easy. Other ones are difficult.
1: I think you just answered my next question. It was going to be, do you have any t- for eating out in social situations? But I guess that's it. Losing the vanity.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm i talking like mainly with like using my hands to eat. I used to play basketball with this guy. I won't mention his name, but it was here in Portland. And he just had. Had a habit of eating with his hands because he said when he was growing up they didn't have forks and stuff. I had to take that and like, wow, really? But I mean, it's one thing to eat with your hands; it's another thing. Need oh. <laughs> drink of water, buddy? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and if he if he, if, if he sees us, he'll be like, "Man, I'm glad you didn't say my name." <laughs>
1: Now I want to know his name. I will not know.
0: I can't, I can't <laughs> put him on the hood.
1: So do you have any advice for friends or family members who want to support you when eating out at home or when you go out to eat? That's always a tough one, the advice piece.
0: Yeah, it's, um, if I'm with my girlfriend and, and some close friends and uh, or family members, people that have been around, They they basically know. Without me even having to tell them, especially my kids. It's like something will come and, you know, I go to get a glass of, fill up with water and they just instantly grab it. I got it, dad. Because they know that, you know, having the pride that I have, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get this myself. And then finally, it's like water everywhere. They got to kind of wipe up the table. So me letting someone help me and then them already knowing that I need the help.
1: I won't wear white. Because I am guaranteed to spill on myself. Pattern shirts are the best because they camouflage everything. But yeah, it's hard to ask for help sometimes. So when I'm stubborn and I want to do it all myself, I at least can't wear something white or light-colored so that way everybody will know that I was being stubborn that
0: day. Yeah, if Katrina was on here, she'd be like, I can't get you to wear anything but black shirts. I understand. Uh- Black is my favorite color.
1: <laughs> is there anything that comes up that makes you anxious about eating? We talked a little bit about swallowing challenges, or is there anything else to add to that? I mean besides the anxiety
0: well I, I get I get anxious when my mom's coming to visit because I know she's just going to be in the kitchen throwing down on my best her best items that I've grown up on, and she knows that I love them. tuna casserole, the meringue pie. Potatoes and cabbage with sauce—the sauces in it. Just that. Just knowing that I don't know about you, but as soon as it hits the brain, and I'm saying, "Oh, we're about to eat mom's soup," that's that's just like any stimulant, you know. I'm yeah. Waiting for the food, and by the time I get it, she's said, like, "Oh, I, you don't know, have to shake it." I I, I cooked it for you in time. I said, "Mom, we don't have anything to do with the time," and it just has. Everything to do with you cooking it. She's like, is that a bad thing? I go, no, absolutely not. If I didn't shake, that would be a bad thing because that means I really don't like what you got to cook.
1: And you're feeling nothing.
0: She's like, keep shaking.
1: (laughs) Are there times when you feel particularly challenged or frustrated about food and eating due to your condition? Absolutely. I feel like it's every time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say, well, I'm out at public events when Katrina and I have to, you know, we don't have to, but we we go to other galas or we go to functions that people are throwing for the foundation, things like that. And I get put at a table with individuals I'm just meeting for the first time or getting to know because most of the people that come to our event that have been coming to it since 2010, that gives me anxiety because... I'm not going to want to eat with my hands if I'm not getting it done with the fork.
1: I feel that. Or just people that don't understand what Parkinson's is. I want to say that the first time I ate with people that had Parkinson's was when we did Portland to Coast. We were at Gigi's house. And that was the first time that I ate with anybody else that knew what I was feeling. Like, I could see they're all struggling with it, too. It made me feel so much more comfortable and at ease. Because most of the time you're wondering, are people staring at me? Are they judging? Are they wondering what's going on? Or I think even with me, I think the biggest thing is the whole pity thing. Like the, do you need help? But in the, oh, poor thing, you need help. Mm-hmm. More than just like the, I want to help you out. That feeling sorry for you makes me even more anxious.
0: It's safe to say that anxiety just comes with this disease. I don't think I met. Anyone who, who has or had who has Parkinson that does not experience some sort of anxiety, I mean, almost to the point of, I was having anxieties and had my first ever panic attack, like real one. My mom used mm-hmm. to have them, and I'd be like, well, "I almost, early. you know, It those that, That's scary. You start losing your breath, and your heart's going, and you know, like." Is this it?
1: That happens to me at work on those busy days, where I can just feel my chest tightening and shortness of breath, and yeah, there's nothing that you can do to calm it down. So, so much fun. How do you cope with those feelings?
0: Sometimes I just internalize them because I don't want people around me to think there's something wrong because that's kind of how I feel things are. You know, when I tell somebody something, I like, like try to think. When's the last time I went to this person for help? Because I don't want them feeling sorry for me or thinking that yada yada yada. So, yeah, I definitely internalize it. Or I'll talk to my girlfriend. Or I'll call Katrina, especially if it's something Parkinson's related and girlfriend related. <laughs>
1: I think it's always important to have somebody that you can reach out to. And I find that it's always the people that you least expect that are the most understanding, maybe due to whatever they've had going on in their lives. But I found that the people that have understood my situation more have been people that I wouldn't have normally relied on, maybe if I didn't have Parkinson's. Are there any positive changes or new discoveries you've made with Parkinson's or eating with Parkinson's?
0: Yeah, I've had. I mean, we're on a podcast here, but my bowels have changed, you know, from being a regular guy and not knowing when the next time I'm going to have to go and sit on the throne, you know.
1: does that stop you from eating?
0: No, it doesn't stop me from eating. It just makes me (laughs) feel like, man. Put a hold on it. Two burgers yesterday, ribs last night, nothing. Definitely did that my digestive system. That's one of the biggest for me. And then one that's been around and I have joked about it for the past uh, thirteen years, fourteen years. Is I'm scared to go to someone's house if I gotta use it, if I gotta take a I'm gonna put it take a leak, you know, because there's a good chance if they don't have something on their wall, they're about to have something <laughs> on their wall. Because it's like...
1: Well, you can come over to my house. I would never know the difference with two boys, so you're welcome anytime. We'll just blend in.
0: My Parkinson's buddy said, there's one way to get around there. Sit on the toilet. I'm like, to be? Like,
1: Like a girl. I guess that's the one way to do it.
0: I had to get over the vanity.
1: Yeah. What advice would you give to others who may be newly diagnosed with Parkinson's? And are navigating the impact it has on their relationship with food.
0: I would tell them that so long as they're able, keep life the way you've kept it over over the past few years. You know, because there, there is an end point to this disease. And I, I'm trying that out uh, from a buddy who passed from from the, the actual disease. Most people don't pass away from Parkinson's. It's other things that get us like food. You, you know, my my ex-wife's grandfather choked to death. He had Parkinson. So so long as you can still do things in a normal setting, do it. Because eventually something is something's gonna be taken away. You know, you know, it's like we're being stripped down with like an old car and Parkinson's just comes and starts stripping us down. And then the whole time you're like, I could have still been driving that car. But I was too worried about the fender being taken off or the bumper. Didn't take the engine yet. So hopefully that made some sense because I'm sitting here thinking on myself, Did that make sense?
1: It did. Right. It did. I tell the kids all the time. I feel like that's how I'm going to go is choking on food. I actually had a, a video where I had done one for a TikTok where I was choking and it's scary, especially when you're living by yourself. Like I joked in the video that somebody was going to come home and find my cats had eaten me to death because I had choked on a piece of chicken. Um, but it's the reality of what we deal with, you know? So while I make light of a lot of situations, it's, it's, I do it because it's so scary to actually think about that it could be the reality of the situation.
0: If we didn't make light of a lot of situations. It...
1: I think that we all do. I think that you have to because it can get so dark. So I'll make fun of Parkinson's because it's a jerk to me. So I can be mean back. That's the way I see it. And then I try to use, you know, early on, somebody sent me some weighted utensils. I was like, I'm not going to use that. I'll use it now. <laughs> I don't care what they look like. They can be 10 times as size as if it's going to help me get three more grains of rice to my mouth. One uh, company sent me a spill knot, and it helps me carry my coffee from the one room to the other. And so it may look silly when I'm carrying it around, but if I can drink that full cup of coffee instead of half of one, I'll do that. So I think, yeah, like you talked about losing the vanity and losing some of that pride and just doing what you can to help yourself get... From meal to meal. That's
0: right. And I don't know if you figured this out about Starbucks, but those little green things you put in there to plug it up, they only work so much. You know, you keep shaking. Yeah. It finds a way to get out yeah. of Yeah.
1: On the opposite end of that, there's a little hole in the cup. So it finds its way out of that hole, even if the other one is plugged up. I have learned that real early on.
0: Can't, can't give up my coffee. You shouldn't.
1: Or shake enough, it just comes out of the sides.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you got a latte and a mocha all over your pants.
1: Shirt. <laughs> a blended drink.
0: Hands are sticky. But you know what? We keep moving forward. Keep on trucking.
1: Well, thank you, Brian, for taking time to talk to me about your experience with food as a person with Parkinson's. We face a range of challenges related to eating. The disease's motor symptoms such as tremors, rigidity, and impaired coordination can make basic tasks like holding utensils, cutting food, lifting a glass, let alone carrying a glass can be difficult. Swallowing and choking issues might also arise impacting the ability to consume and enjoy meals comfortably. These challenges can lead to less frustration, a sense of loss of independence, especially anxiety about social situations involving food. However, individuals often develop creative strategies, adapt their techniques, and seek support from utensils, caregivers, and family members to make eating more manageable. Despite the obstacles, maintaining a positive attitude and finding humor in the situation can help individuals navigate these changes with resilience and grace. Thanks for listening and join us next week for the next episode in this series. We'll be talking about specific issues women with Parkinson's face. The Brian Grant Foundation empowers people impacted by Parkinson's to lead active and fulfilling lives. Help support our efforts at briangrant.org. A special thank you to Raphael Sadiq for providing the music for this podcast. This podcast is produced by Brian Griggs. Learn more at griggsproductions.com.